Hello everyone, welcome back to the Grow the Jazz podcast where I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Now let's dive right in for today because between my form checks for my one-to-one clients and my group program members along with Instagram comments and DMs, I talk to people pretty much every single day about quote-unquote feeling their lower back when doing certain exercises and I think there's a lot of fear-mongering and probably misinformation as well that goes around on the internet when it comes to back pain in general or certain movements being bad or dangerous for the back and I think this has probably led to people being a bit scared to ever feel the muscles of the lower back having worked or working during a movement. Now of course lifting with poor technique can absolutely put more strain through the back and it is important to differentiate between back pain and something that you may need to adjust in your technique versus feeling the muscles of the back working in a way that we would expect when we look at the kind of biomechanics of an exercise. Now the the muscles of the lower back are called the erector spinae and they're made up of these three different muscles that sit underneath this layer of fascia and they, they start right down at your tailbone and go all the way up to the base of your neck and the function of the erector muscles are to extend, flex and rotate the spine so that's that's what actions they can perform when they are um, contracting and lengthening so that's what we usually you know when we're talking about the function of a muscle we're saying when it shortens and contracts what joint action happens and so that we you know we, we we say here that when when they are the, uh, the erectors stretch out when they contract um they can create this movement through the spine but like other muscles they can also contract isometrically um, which means they're not getting longer or shorter but they're contracting in that same position to stabilize which is what they'll be doing in all exercise that load the spine so squats hip thrusts, RDLs, deadlifts, back extensions, all of those kind of movements. So let's start with when feeling, you know, every time I say feeling the back, it's kind of in quotation marks. Um, But let's start with when that might actually be a bad thing, because I think that's what most people are bit head up on now if we're doing an exercise like an rdl or a thrust or a back extension and we review the movement and we can see a lot of um, movement happening through the spine rather than through the hips so we you might see some rounding or some arching we are going to be putting more tension through those muscles of the lower back and maybe risking kind of straining it and in this case you might experience some pain and you may need to work on your technique you might need to learn how to maintain that relatively neutral spine throughout the lift to better control your pelvis position and keep the torso nice and stacked which means having your pelvis sitting directly underneath your ribs without the pelvis being kind of tilted forwards or backwards and and the abs the rectus abdominis so the kind of six-pack ab area they, they connect the ribs and the pelvis they're nice they should be nice and engaged to help maintain that stacked position it might also be a lack of proper bracing um, which is all about how we breathe to create this pressure this intra-abdominal pressure 
through your trunk and midsection. So there are things that may need to be worked on. And if you review your training clips um, or you've seen your technique or someone else is doing that for you and they can see or you can see that, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, my back is changing position throughout this RDL and I'm getting some rounding and I'm hunching over or in that back extension, I'm really coming up and arching. We may need to do some work on technique there. But if you've reviewed your technique or your coach has, and you can see that actually in your RDLs, you're keeping that nice solid spine position, you're sitting back and loading the hips really well, you know, you're ticking all the boxes when it comes to, you know, nice technique, but you're still feeling the lower back, that's probably normal. You know, if we keep with an example of an RDL, if we look at that end position where we're, um, the, the hips are right back, we're in this deep hip flexion, your your torso is kind of near horizontal to the floor. Um, there's a lot of load going through the muscles of the upper and lower back to maintain that position. They're working really hard. And if you do heavy RDLs, you'll feel that you really have to make this conscious effort to lock all of that in. It's almost, you know, the, the as you increase the weight on your RDLs, I, I know myself, for example, I'm thinking just about just as much about a tight core, tight upper body, lats locked in, than I am than I am kind of what's happening down on my legs, which is a bit more kind of autopilot. But it takes a lot of focus and a lot of energy to keep that all really tight to stabilise. And so, as I said, if you're challenging yourself in a lift like that, it's very likely that you'll feel like the back has been working, and it might have a bit of a pump during your rest periods, and you may very well have. A bit of lower back doms the next day again myself personally my lower back's always a little bit tender you know if I kind of was to kind of dig my knuckle into um the lower back that it, it might be a little bit tender the day after my RDLs it doesn't necessarily automatically mean you're doing the lift badly and I think people are fine with having kind of soreness and doms with any other part of the body but as soon as it's the lower back it's like this automatic red flashing light that means something must have been terrible in their session yesterday but it's not necessarily the case a back extension is another great example we can alter our technique to put most of the emphasis on the glutes but the erectors are still having to work so as long as you're getting a really good glute connection and you feel like the glutes are the limiting factor your technique might be on and and you're still going to feel some lower back because it is still working and part of this um comes from maybe people not seeing the full picture when it comes to an exercise for example again multiple times a week i'll have people telling me that they're doing glute by split squats for example but they're feeling their quads well in any split squat movement the glutes are working for sure but so will the quads you can't do a squatting pattern where the knees are bending without using the quads um because th- they are the muscles that create that movement and there aren't lots of exercises that, that are true isolation so truly just work that muscle on its own and even if they are you know like a biceps curl or, or a leg extension there's still going to be other muscles that are activated in the protest process to stabilize these positions and it kind of comes back to the idea that we probably put a bit too much effort on sensation um and 
sensation and feel, I guess. People are very het up with, I didn't feel this in my lats or X, Y, Z, and not enough focus on understanding the movement, understanding what actions we're trying to train and thinking about tension and putting tension on the muscle. And it, it doesn't always feel the same. It doesn't always create that burn, but it doesn't mean certain muscles aren't working, but also recognizing that we're not we're not able to do a, a heavy RDL without having a load of other muscles of the body working um, to help some part of that movement or to stabilise or whatever it might be. Um, so to summarise, feeling your back during certain lifts might not always be a bad thing. It might be, particularly if it's painful or when you review your technique, you can see that there's movement coming through through your spine or something. But equally, for certain movements, it may be in inevitable in that lift when training at a certain intensity to recruit the muscles of the lower back because they're working to stabilise certain positions, for example. And, and the best way to know if your technique is on point is to, of course, get it reviewed by a professional, um, whether that's an in-person PT or an online coach, for example. My one-to-one clients have unlimited form checks with me whenever they like throughout the week. So often straight after their sessions, they'll send over um, anything they want reviewing um, via WhatsApp. And my group program members also have access to a form check each week via the Facebook group too. So if you think your technique needs work and, and that's something you want to build on, definitely consider joining my team in some kind of way. I'm very intent on helping my clients with their technique because I really think it it unlocks confidence in them in the gym and also helps them realise their own strength by mastering their form, um, therefore allowing them to go ahead and increase the weight, add some reps, push a bit harder. So I'll, I'll leave the links to all of that um, kind of down below for you to get some more information about coaching and my group training programme. But if you've got any questions on this topic for today, of course, send me an email, send me a DM, I'm more than happy to help. Um, and I'll be speaking to you all again next week.